This is SAFM Sport with Tabiso Musia. Okay, so as promised, here's that, that short clip of Morgan Mamela just talking about sundowns where people say say he's being disrespectful. But I don't agree. I think he was complimenting them. I don't know what you guys think. Let's be honest, man. Uh, sundowns is the simplest team to play against. Very simple. Even an a, a, a DDC player will tell you how sundowns play. Very easy team to play against. Very easy team to plan against. But the only difference is they're mastering the system. That's the only difference. I hear people talking about uh, Sundown's quality. There is no, there's no such thing. Okay, so that's those are the comments that um, uh, rub people off the wrong way. There, Morgan Mamila just talking about how easy Sundown's are and how um, they can stop them. But you need to be at your best. Interestingly, though, the Sundown solo coach Rulani Mukwana is still not happy despite a perfect start under his tenure. Let's hear from Rulani. There's not a lot that we are very happy with. We want to improve. We want to get better. You know, we want to we want to be better with our passing. We want to keep more possession. We want to create more chances. We want to we want to be a team that is a little bit more aggressive. We we know that for the standard of football players that we have, we need to be a lot more aggressive. We want to play with a lot more intensity. We want to to bring the identity back. Uh, in particular, what we've seen from the team from the last two seasons, we want to be even better than that. Okay, that is the Sundowns head coach, Rolani Mukwena. There. So the game kicks off at 7.30. We'll keep you posted with what's happening in that encounter. But in studio now, um, we are joined by the president of Tex Galaxy, uh, Mr. Tim Sugazi. Good evening, sir. Happy New Year. And thank you very much for joining us in studio here on SAFM. Good evening to you, Tabiso. Yeah, Happy New Year to you too, man. And Happy New Year to your listeners. All the best for the year ahead. Thank you. Thank you. You look well organized here. You came on time. <laughs> you've got a TV crew here. You've got a support staff. Just tell us about the guys who are here in studio with us. Yeah, we've got our marketing director. You know, she's our central pillar. Uh, together with the media and comms manager, Mr. Minentle Mkise. So, yeah, our sister Dudu, uh, Minentle, innocent to corner. You know, he's our media camp guy, yeah, content creator, and so forth. So, okay, it's a full fledged team. Text Galaxy TV. Yeah, boo. Hey, we are moving. We are moving. But you're a brave man, President. And, and that's been the sentiment from many people after your comments last week about the need for stability and change at the PSL, which is not the first time you've said that. So maybe I think let's start there because that's what a lot of people want to hear and just get a better understanding of, of your comments just about the stability needed in the PSL, especially in the position of CEO. Yeah, look, uh, I don't think it's about being brave or anything. It's about uh, speaking truth to power, you know, for the benefit of the game. I think we are all for the cause here as Football South Africa. You know, we want the advancement of the game. So therefore, um, situations which I think would bring about limitations to that cause, you know, they need to be dealt with. Um, the issue I spoke about last week, you know, the the conflict of interest issue where we have a club owner as the CEO of the league acting as you may call it but the truth is she has been acting since 2015 so therefore this doesn't augur well for the league the business of the league per se you know um, I 
I think I don't need to belabor the point regarding conflict. It's pretty much obvious. Um, I think I also spoke about uh, things that people would deduce, you know, from any kind of circumstance. I drew a reference to the issue of fixtures, you know. I made an example to say Golden Arrows, the club that is owned by the acting CEO, in the past three seasons, or at the very least since TS Galaxy has been in the DSTV Premiership, you know, has been the club, maybe one of the only, or the only club, you can go and check the record, that would um, have the privilege of going to uh, Limpopo at the time when we sta- when we started, I think there was TTM and there was Black Leopards. I remember very well. They played on a Wednesday, one of the two, and they played on a Sunday. You know, then they're out. And and every club owner or club that has been in the PSL or even in the NFT, they will tell you how daunting it is to go to vendor. I suppose all clubs would want to have that advantage, you know. And the planning in the, within the professional football ranks will be such that if you play in the same town on Wednesday, you're not going to travel back. You're going to stay there and play again on a Saturday and get out. So uh, logistically and cost-wise, you'd have incurred costs for one trip, but for two games. You hit one with two. You know, all clubs would want that kind of an advantage. So uh, even this season, you can go and check the fixtures. You know, that's what happens. I think they played in Marumos, Kukun, whatever, you know, in, in Limpompo in the same week. And uh, you can check the, the in April now, they'll be going to Cape Town, I think, for both Cape Town City and Stellenbosch within the same week. So I'm saying if this is a consequence of the fixture computer system, wow, it's amazing to favor one club, particularly owned, you know, by the CEO of the league. Um, I think these kind of things really they cause people to be concerned because people aren't stupid in the league they can see these things as well but then maybe they choose to die silently whatever the case may be maybe there's nothing wrong but then all clubs should have the same kind of an advantage Mm -hmm. to be honest Um, then i think it will be pretty much fair but i will be very surprised if year in year out the league fixture computer system produces the same outcome in relation to a particular club Westmore, the one that is owned by the ceo of the league you know so there's nothing really brave about this it's these are facts they you know and we have to speak it's quite interesting you say that because two seasons ago Katlejo and I, who produces the show, seem to have noticed that Golden Arrows had a lot of games on TV uh, compared to the so-called uh, smaller teams. And most of their games were on TV. And we actually reached out to the broadcaster just to ask for details so that we can compare, compare the numbers. But they refused to share those details. So so these are the kind of things that you're talking about. I don't know if you've picked that up, but it was a season or two ago when we noticed that. Really? Okay. Well, I think I'll pick up the opposite. Mm-hmm. When the season starts, most of Golden Arrows matches are not on TV. Mm-hmm. You can go and check now. They started with, uh, I think, Richards Bay. You mm-hmm. see those type of things, you know. So, um, I and then later on, yeah, then w- when they start now playing maybe Sundowns or big ones, then mm-hmm. those matches start emerging on TV again. Uh, I don't know the planning. It's not my business, really. And um, um, I don't necessarily intend to cast any aspersions. But uh, I'm saying, if people suspect an orchestration of any sort, you can imagine, if and if, if it can be proven to be true, mm. 
I don't know who sits and work on the fixtures. Mm. You know, I think people that are responsible will have to answer. One day they will have to come forward and inform the public because this is the business of the public. Much mm. as we own football club owners own their clubs. You know, so if really it is indeed the case that there's an orchestration of any sort, then you can imagine, you'll take this as a minor, e- minor issue, but then you can imagine what else, you know, is likely to be orchestrated. You know, I'm saying... The CEO in that acting role has served the league very well for mm. many years. Um, an acting role, by the way, an acting appointment under ordinary circumstances wouldn't be more than 12 months. You know, that's yeah. all. But this is very, very According long. According to go- go- governance. Corporate governance. Corporate I'm talking governance, now corporate yeah. governance. I'm talking King mm. 4. I'm talking, you know, the, the legislative prescripts, companies, acts, and so forth and so on. So, um, but then it has happened. Let's accept. I'm saying in the process, don't get me wrong. Uh, Miss Matumadlala, I think she has rendered the best service. You know, she's done her best. But let's not blemish her record. This, uh, the executive, the chairman of the league, I think they've done fantastically well, you know, over time under all circumstances. Let's not blemish anything further, more especially when there's talk sometimes and talk that can be proven. You know, it would eventually tarnish and muddy all kind of... There is an accomplish, accomplishment, you know, by the exec, by the chairperson of the league. They've done fantastically well. We need to keep that and protect it, you know. So, uh, the 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 CEO vacating or the acting CEO vacating the office, I think it will really really bring about a very enabling environment. There's a lot of things that are involved. The a CEO in an organization yeah. is primarily responsible for all operations. Yeah. You know, so think of what what kind of operations that are made. Contracts maybe. You can see players' yeah. contracts and the details <clears throat> and when they're running out. It's like you are, you run the organization. You run the organization. I know as much that, for example, when match officials are appointed, mm-hmm. right, the SAFA would somehow communicate with the office of the league via through the office of the CEO. You know, so again, people will look at these things. I don't know then how it happens in person vis-a-vis the referee. Uh, as to Mr. So-and-so, you have been appointed, you are flying to where, 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 when and how, whatever the case may be. But if there's any sort of link of any sort, human beings are human beings. Mm. They will be under the impression that probably they serve at the behest of the particular office bearer, which maybe is not the case. So when a club of the CEO gets certain advantages, then you won't look at anywhere else. People will look at it and think that maybe maybe there's an influence and only to find that there isn't it's just that you know human beings became vulnerable they tend to believe that they serve at the behest of the office bearer you know those Mm. kind of issues so so if you could really clean up just this one part and get an independent ceo as soon as we can um it will serve the game I think it will save us from all kind of things. Uh, whilst we can right now, because we've got reputable sponsors, you know, they believe in the business. And it's hard. I suppose it's very hard to to, to really secure these kind of sponsorships. It's upon us now as custodians of the game to protect the game from any kind of blemish, of which I think this one really casts a very gray area. Okay, for those who are just joining us, we are speaking to the president of Tex Galaxy, Mr. Tim Sukazi. The number for voice notes is 061-4104-107, or you can call us on 086-000-232. But then the other um, argument or question then, President, is why then are you raising these issues in the media instead of a formal setting like the club owners have? But, but if I remember correctly, I think you've raised this issue before. I've raised it before. 
Yeah, in one I've of those meetings yeah, of the club owners. Well, not necessarily to mm. one of those meetings. Uh, it was my intention to raise it the last time around when mm-hmm. we had our board of governors. Uh, in fact, the AGM, mm. you know, in November. Mm. So, unfortunately, there's not been a board of governors for a considerable amount of time. You know, where these things could be addressed. I'm saying probably a year or more. Mm. I'm not again. I'm not sure the reasons. It could be that the executive is has been entangled on all kind of issues such that they would. There was no time on the calendar or whatever to schedule such, such a meeting. So, but in any event, uh, at that AGM, I did indicate to the chairperson of the league that I've got uh, several issues to raise. You know, he cordially did ask to say, look, if we could find a way to address the uh, your, the issues, mm-hmm. you know, in a different platform. Look, it's an AGM. Surely, and by its very nature, you know, shareholders address issues. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, you have to balance things out. To be honest, we had sponsors there, with other in- interesting guests or guests of interest, you know, who could be very strategic for the league. Maybe, you know, it, it, would, it would serve us better to avoid any kind of deliberations on matters that at the at the face of an innocent bystander mm. would be deemed as um, um, controversial or whatever the case may be, of which they are not. I'm just saying, you know, untoward conversations, you want to avoid it. So I acceded to the request, cordially so, and uh, certainly I will honor the appointment if we have to get to it and deal with those kind of issues because I think um, he, as the chairperson of the league, is also for the cause. Mm. And he has done a lot for the league. We may say whatever we like. Uh, he has done a lot. You know, people may want and criticize. He has, the chairperson has done it together with the executive, you know. But then it doesn't make us the perfect house. Mm. We have our own imperfections. But the, those that are at, at our face, we can deal with. Let's address them like the office of the CEO and acting role for seven years doesn't all well for, for the league. Would you know if that's if that's a general feel, feeling amongst club owners? Because I remember at one of these meetings of the club owners that the chairman of Swallows spoke from the floor uh, saying that they want the CEO to continue because she was doing a good job. I don't know if you were there, but do you discuss, do you discuss these things or does everybody just give their own opinion? I, I wasn't there, I can tell you without doubt. Mm. And he's, if this is what he said, it doesn't make his opinion correct in law. Mm. Yeah? So therefore, you cannot be you perpetuate the wrong just because someone said it, it spoke to something that is completely wrong. Mm. So we can't. So it doesn't make it right. I'm talking here proper corporate governance. I'm talking here in favor of our league and all football custodians, you know, starting from the sponsors to supporters, clubs and everyone involved. So so why do you think then this position there's been an acting CEO for Eight years now. We're going into an eighth year. Do you, is there is there a lack of will maybe to appoint a permanent independent CEO? I I won't say there's a lack of will, but if you sit from the outside, um, you you may you may be tempted to think that way, you know, and say maybe there's no willingness. You look at normal circumstances. <laughs> An executive office like that, uh, usually it's occupied uh, by highly qualified people. You know, usually you'd pick up from be it accountants or lawyers yeah. because there's a there's a there's a mixed breed of uh, issues and uh, you know and uh, a skill set that is required to in in that kind of an office. So and again, you know as much that. 
an acting role would maximum no more than 12 months mm. under all normal circumstances so then you ask yourself exactly that and then you may come to that kind of a conclusion you know um but i don't care uh, what the, the perception right now all i care about is correcting the wrong of the past in the interest of the game Yeah and and my worries where are the sponsors in this because I, I made an example last week of um, the broadcaster saying that they would only enter into a deal with Cricket South Africa if there was a permanent CEO uh, being appointed but they did sign a deal with the premiership even though there was no permanent CEO appointed at the time and you still have an interim CEO so sometimes you wonder you know what really is going on but besides the CEO um president and I want to move away from this but do you still have confidence in the leadership of the league do you still have the right people to take our game forward because there've been calls for new leadership and young leadership just to bring fresh ideas to this league. Yeah, yeah. Look, um I think that would pretty much allude to the succession plan. I think it's an open secret that uh, our chairman, you know, um might decide at some time, I don't know when, probably to say look, I've done my role. I'm now on a, a you know, <laughs> parade um of of my success within this organization so if that happens what will happen i think this is a question that everyone is sort of who's involved in the game is murmuring about it is not clear i won't necessarily answer to that but all i can say without any fear of contradiction is that um they have through the his leadership they have achieved a lot let's be honest um does our league has potential yes yeah, that's the answer can we take it turn it maybe from a 1 billion turnover to 5 10 whatever i think there's a great chance we have good a, a very interesting in entrance a new entrance in the league you know who have been in business for a good number of years you know i'll draw one example obviously i think uh, the former chairperson of sundowns or maybe you know mr zungu is here and stuff like that um I, i think together we have i would with confidence say we have capable business who have been exposed within the corporate world and who have got proven success uh, you know who can come and contribute meaningfully to the advancement of the south african game and to the maintenance and and improvement you know of what has already been achieved by the current incumbents do you have do you have plans to get involved in the leadership of the PSL if the opportunity was there because you mentioned succession plan which i think is a critical issue because if you look at the age of the of the chairman and not being an ageist at all but i'm just saying the chairman is 74 he was reelected for another four years and his deputy 78 and he was also re-elected for another four years and that's where the concern is for many people um for you personally do you have any plans to get involved would you get involved in the running of the league or is your focus solely on your club look i, I was very clear uh, in the first uh, when we test galaxy started in the tstv premiership that the first three years or three seasons will be crucial my focus will be the club strictly speaking and then uh, after that period really if uh, um, i'm called upon to assist in whichever way surely surely i should be able to because by that time i would have settled you know within the league or the club would have settled um, it's difficult to find your feet in this dstv premiership is a very rough and tough league uh, so yeah if you look into your calendar you realize that yeah we probably on our third season now and uh, there is some kind of stability that we've managed to accomplish as a club and then such that you know as we speak today my involvement is is getting more and more limited so uh, i do have some time but 
At the same time, remember, um, I believe in an independent executive as such. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that would probably serve our game very, very well. So uh, an executive that is not attached to clubs, um, but then with the guidance, probably, you know, in a championship role, someone who's well-versed with the game, especially if you're going to have independent people who come at the back or on the strength of their qualifications, you know, you will need them at least to draw some knowledge probably from one particular leader or, um, yes, with the support of the BOG, but, you know, as the, uh, I mean, the current handbook, the, it gives the executive almost unfettered power and discretion to run the league, you know, and, and, and the, the, such that the involvement of the BOG becomes as minimal. Uh, a case in point, you know, I've said it earlier, um, we've gone for a period in excess of a year without the BOG, but the league has been functioning fairly smoothly. Okay, once again, those who are just joining us, we are speaking to the president of Tex Galaxy, Mr. Tim Sugazi. We will talk club matters after the next break, but let's also acknowledge some of the voice notes that have come through on 061-4104-107. Let's have the conversation. WhatsApp voice notes on 0614-104-107. Good evening, Tabiso. There are only two chairmen in the Premier Soccer League that are honest or they don't fear to tell the truth. It's Blake Leopard, David Tidier, and Tim Sukas. You know, to be honest, PSL has been it's been run like a spaza shop. We don't have a spokesperson in the PSL. We don't know anything related to PSL. PSL is between two individuals. Golden Arrows boss, Mando Matala, and Dr. Ivan Kors of Rondo Parra. These are the two PSL people. When we talk PSL, we talk about those two people. I'm very surprised when they say there's got the committee. What is the main work of the committee? Because the committee is because of is those two people. Please, let's change your football. Let's remove everyone that is involved in the team, in the, P- in the committee of PSL, so that we find individuals that are out from football and lead of football. Good evening. Hi, hi, member, and hi there, Mr. Sukazi. Yeah, you know, Mr. Sukazi has got the point there. Yeah, you know, but unfortunately, this is South Africa where such things are normal. If you want to see where the people who have spoken the truth have gone, you know, ask Chomosono, uh, ask Sheikh Mashaba. Those people were, were honest, like, you know, Tim Sukazi and, you know, the system of corruption and, and, and t- dictatorship and greed swallowed them. You know, this is not a country where you, you are allowed to speak how you feel, you know. I mean, it's, it's, it's unfortunately, and it's, it's not going to end, you know. You cannot, you cannot isolate sport from its society. South Africa's society is like that. I mean, you got presidents who go to court all the time and so on and so on. So what was the PSL? You know, if people who run the country are like that. So, I mean, uh, Tim Sukas is, fight, is fighting a losing battle. Uh, you know, I just hope times with your friend, you know, he's saying the right things, but at the wrong time, in a wrong country. Thank you very much. Hi, good evening, Tabisu. This is Ace here in Peru. You see what is happening in our football. You see people of the, our color. Once you have t- tasted power, 
it's hard to let go. That's what's happening here. We've got a chairman, a, life, a lifetime chairman. Then this uh, acting also is be will be acting for for lifetime. Those are people who are power hungry. Thanks. Hey Taviso, unfortunately Tim Sugars also owns a team in the PSL, but he will actually make a perfect CEO with his legal background and understanding of business itself. Um, and great team for me. Uh, tell him it's KG. Okay, thanks for that. I'm sure he's had your greetings there. He is listening, um, the president of Tex Galaxy, Mr. Uh, Tim Sukazi. But it's not a lifetime chairman, folks. He was re-elected, was re-elected unopposed for the next uh, four years. He didn't just put his hand up and say, I'm the chairman again for the next uh, four years there. He was re-elected by the members of this league. But the... the um, common sentiment and i said it earlier on mr tim sugazi is that a lot of people believe that you're a brave man somebody said now that they think that you are fighting a losing battle here because club owners in our league hardly speaks out and it just seems like there's a fear if i can put it that way of being targeted or victimized like it's happened in the past like some people have said and it seems like you don't have those fears none whatsoever i know no fear nothing nothing at all mm. um all i'm saying um <clears throat> It's not even a fight uh, at this juncture, mm. you know. I think um, it's, it's an intent on my part to uh, make a meaningful contribution in driving uh, the football business, you know, the right direction, uh, f- uh, which is a business, again, <laughs> where the public, uh, public has got a vested interest. Um, if you could correct many of these things or some of these things, there's a lot that will improve we'll see tangible improvement in a number of things i've spoken about the issue of officiating as an mm. example you know that maybe some uh, match officials may think that they serve at the behest of an office bearer you know uh, if you can go back um, really without um, i can't be laboring the point but in the past is it last season where people started asking questions when a club like Golden Arrows, you know, owned again by the acting CEO, had, I think, in 12 games, around eight or nine penalty kicks, two of which were missed. I remember the one of Sundowns they missed, the one against TS Calx they missed. And, uh, you know, <laughs> so people look at that again. They'll, they'll really, without any doubt, they will look at it and say it is because, you know, we may, again, you may find that there is no involvement of the CEO, mm. but when you are in a position of authority and match officials are human beings, they, they know who, 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 what is your club and who owns the club within the space. You know, they are, they, they're just human beings. Um, they start now maybe becoming impartial in, in one way or another. You know, a club, then you'll have a club like TS Galaxy. You can go now into this past 15 games. You know, we only had one penalty kick awarded to us and you can go and compare with other clubs. You know, that, that type of thing. But I know people say, yeah, they choose not to talk for fear of reprisals and um, maybe again losing battle or whatever the case may be I'm, I'm saying no the time is now for the benefit of all those who are concerned um, you know we 
it's a game. Okay, <laughs> if it this will it will require mass mobilization, we'll do what whatever it takes to get things right. We have to, but I don't think there is resistance. There will be resistance uh, from the executives or whoever. They will the right things will be done. I think well, your colleague also asked about. I think the the acting CEO relinquishing her position or something. Yes, yes. There were some <laughs> talks that maybe she has relinquished some of her duties. At, at, at the at club. Her club. Yeah. yeah, look, you can, there are various forms of relinquishing a role. But in this particular instance, in a club that you've owned for 30-something years, surely relinquishing it in order to serve as a CEO, maybe it will mean selling it. You know, other than that, it's not possible. Mm. I think it will be one of those substance of a form situations which could be challenged legally. Um, but I don't believe that's the intention. I don't believe that she will want to take that stance. Yeah, I think I think um, in the interest of the game, you know, the right things will happen or the right thing will happen. So we need to really take a positive posture as football South Africa uh, in the interest of our game and not look this at this as a fight or as a losing battle, the wrong time, wrong people, whatever. No, let's not accuse uh, people of all kind of things. I've had corruption here and whatnot. I cannot mm. prove any such. So therefore, let's just be positive. And, and that's not what you're saying. You're just saying that to avoid all these allegations yes, and accusations. Yeah, it will serve. Even her, I'm, you know, the, the lady has done her part, I'm sure mm. about that. Uh, so all the good things that she has done also will be neglected, forgotten, and her record will be blemished, and her, and so will be her accomplishments. Okay, we've got another voice note here, and we need to move on to club matters now, folks. By the way, uh, no surprises that Loftus Sundowns have scored against Chipper United. Debu Homukwena with a header there from a free kick, so 1-0 after 15 minutes to Sundowns against Chipper. Good evening, member. Good evening to your guest in the studio. Season's greetings. Um, yeah. The chairman is pulling no punches. And, and uh, fortunately, we've got someone who's not shy to tell the truth while he's still in power. Thank you, Mr. Tim Sugazi. Um, just a quick one. How far are they in... Getting T uh, S Galaxy to play in in, in in Pumalanga, the stadium that was hosting the Disky Challenge over the weekend, it looked perfectly fine for me. But yeah, how far are you in getting the team to play there? Live and direct from Ikurulini, Lisibi. Okay, Lisibi, thanks for that. Maybe that's a way to get into club matters, Team Sugazi. He wants to know about the stadium in Mpumalanga, if there are plans or how far the plans are. Mm. No, the stadium is not PSL compliant. Mm -hmm. It's far from it. Um, uh, yeah, it was just uh, refurbished to the level probably of NFD. Mm. So I can just illustrate one particular issue. There's no media box. You know, mm -hmm. For this televised game, there was a scaffolding on the other hand. You know, those kind of things, the number of boxes that need to be ticked. So it's far from it. But um, I, I, I was told that uh, for it to be where it is, a 40 million tender was given. And I th hope that uh, that tender, if it's still ongoing, you know, it will, the, the, the capital or the money will be utilized to take it 
to top-notch level. TS Galaxy is ready at any time. Um, if you were there, you'd see how bumpy the pitch was as mm. well. You know, for PSL football, again, you know, it, it rely, it's more reliant on the rain water uh, than it being watered. So now when in, during dry season, the grass, as you saw, was brown. Uh, so the, and there's no water. There's water scarcity there. You know, there's just a number of issues that the municipality has to get right, right as well. But you'd like to play there it if you our, could. It is our spiritual home. That's yeah. where TS Galaxy is. Yeah. You know, that's TS Galaxy spiritual home for sure. That's why you saw the kind of support mm. when our DDC and the DSTV we, you know, we took all the matches this past weekend there. And you've brought a lot of attention uh, to that part of the country and uh, and you, because you've been clear about the roots and identity of this yes. club, but how much support are you getting? Uh, where? From that, a, yeah. Well, a lot. Mm. It's just that, um, unfortunately, people have got the challenge, you know, of being ferried or transporting themselves to Mbombela. It's four or five hours away from Guandevele, so they can't make their way. Mm. But then we are this club. Mpumalang uh, is a big province. We're not giving up. We work very hard. Our marketing director here is working, you know, day and night in getting the support again in Bombela. So our numbers in the stadium, if you took notice, have improved vastly. Mm. So people of Mbombela have warmed up to the club and they are now coming to the game. Be mindful of the fact that we spent two seasons, or during our first two seasons, it was during COVID time, where people were not going to the stadiums. Mm. Only now they're getting used to, to the hang of it, you know, and they're coming to our games. So you'll see us packing Mbombela Stadium in no time. Bumalang has got a lot of people in, uh, you know, those those regions, Nkomazi, uh, Mbombela, and others in Bushpark Ridge, I think there's also enough people, but then the spiritual home remains going to be Until the stadiums are, are, are sort of refurbished to the right levels, uh, we are ready. We'll be going back home. And holistically now, President, where do you feel your club is at the moment? In terms of? Uh, just on and off the field. Uh, vast improvements. You know, really, um, to set up this kind of, uh, of a venture at this level is not the easiest of all tasks. Um, especially with the confidence of bringing young people, you know, allowing the youth to thrive, people with no experience. Uh, all of us, including myself, TS Galaxy, <laughs> before we had no experience of running a Premier Division team, mm. by the way. The, it, it became our first experience, uh, you know, our club became our first experience. So I think we've improved, man. You know, uh, the club, I'm sure, uh, it's got a lot of striking features. You can't miss the brand. TS Galaxy. Yeah. And um, people, you know, <laughs> they have warmed up to it. I'm talking when we play a rival, we'll be playing Sundowns um, on the 24th. I'm sure we'll be the first one to beat them twice in one season. And we'll Are you saying Sundowns is a rival? Well, it is. We've <laughs> taken three points from them. It yes, loved us. Did. No one else has succeeded. Yeah. So probably we'll be the first one to take six points, you know. <laughs> so uh, we, there will be support from other teams, you know, who are, who are in a competing situation with Sundowns. Uh, we have become that club, that alternative to many. So that sort of grows the brand. So the club has really, really uh, taken some good strides and uh, we are quite grateful. And and what would what will make a good season for Tex Galaxy in this current campaign? Uh, any, I've said it with utmost humility to say, any improvement from the number of points we attained last season um, will be an improvement. You know, we are in no hurry. Uh, football is a lifetime concept. <laughs> I think it's a lifetime journey. So we are in no hurry. But in, uh, with, in all probability, I think we stand a good chance of making a, any top eight position. 
Um, yes, we've got our own challenges like everybody else. Yes, we've been unfortunate uh, with certain instances of officiating here and there, but we're not the only ones. Uh, Supersport and others have got the same kind of cry, and yet they're doing well. Um, so I think we're good enough to attain that position. You know, I think we've worked hard, and we deserve it maybe. And by the way, they're just two points off the top five at the moment at Tex yeah. Galaxy after yes. the first half of uh, the season. And you've set the standard of the field, uh, well, I mean, on the field, going to Turkey for pre-season. How did that even come about? Because we were expecting Sundowns to go overseas. They were doing all the talk. <laughs> and then out of the blue, Tex Galaxy were going to Turkey. Yeah, look, uh, we've always said that we want to be transitors for the benefit of South African football and for the country. I saw some of your media people kick off. They were shy to say you were the first club to go on a training camp in Europe. You know, they were shy to say that they were trying to find mm. and paraphrase it. That's the truth. Mm. And again, if other clubs really could do the same, uh, SA football will achieve you know a lot. And we're not doing that to prove a point. We're doing it because we thought it is the best thing to do to really benchmark our club against the best standards in the world. And we know that European standard is you know one of the best standards in the world when coming to professional football. So yeah, we, we you know we started working on this thing um, just after the commencement of this season. We spent around six months trying to put all plans and uh, I'm happy that it eventually, you know, became a success and the experience, sure, is priceless, man. By the way, the matches we played against Carson Spore, um, Sampdoria, Sampdoria and, 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 and Dresden, Dynamo Dresden of Germany, you know, where FIFA categorized games, by the way, meaning that it was not just a friendly, mm. as we understand it. No, FIFA wrote to suffer mm. and sought the endorsement of the uh, matches in international match category two. So, and then Safa responded, you know, they wrote back to Zurich, FIFA in Zurich, and who then wrote to CAF to seek the same kind of an endorsement. And thereafter, international FIFA referees were sent to the game. You know, that's those kind of games I use also for club ranking internationally. Mm. So it was not just matches. So we were grateful. <laughs> Our young administration started liaising with the FIFA offices in Zurich. It was good to see that. And also to seeing the likes of Sampdoria at first hand, man. We thought we were well armed going there with one analyst. They came with 15 <laughs> analysts. You know, we thought we were well armed with a technical team of about 13, 14 people. They came with a technical team of 35 so it really makes you learn and realize wow there are no shortcuts to this game of football um so off the field as as administrators of the club we learned a hell of a lot so did the players in the field of play Mm -hmm. Really, they got we got football lesson 101 when we saw those Sampdorian players, you know, they, who could just play on a one touch mm -hmm. and from their defensive areas and, and penetrate the lines and end up in your 18 area just with one touch football. It was very impressive to see. So, yeah, and maybe that has helped us and will help us further. You've also started a ladies team. We saw them play in those Sassol uh, playoffs. They didn't make it to the Super League. But I understand you're still targeting a place in the Hollywood Bet Super League next season. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. As a matter of fact, we'll be playing in the Hollywood Bet. You will uh, be? Yes. Uh, next season going forward. Yeah. So uh, that means you're buying a status? 
we have acquired a status. You have if acquired we, if a we're status. To put it politely, yeah. So we've acquired a status, and um, that is we have. We, I think we're very unapologetic mm. again in our support of the advancement of the game amongst women. You know, we've got very talented women in South Africa. Uh, the, the 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 opportunities are huge. Um, as a club, we have to not pay only pay lip service and talk about it, and not do. It you know we we have been wanting to achieve that we spent two seasons in the Sasso League mm. yes we couldn't achieve the promotion but uh, now in the Hollywood bed we are here uh, and I think it will bring credence and a good weight to the league when you have got it yes Galaxy Mamelodi Sundowns you know and Royal AM and hopefully other clubs will also follow suit they will come in because we need that um, you need the DSTV Premiership clubs to be in that league or lock uh, table of the whole Hollywood. Super Pet League, you know, I think, um, yeah, it will help a lot. Uh, DSTV clubs are betterly resourced than other teams who are there, and um, if they come on board, it will improve the game. Maybe more sponsors again will come, and the women's game will be advanced in that manner. Okay, so so who takes who, who takes the credit for starting this women's team or the responsibility, and, <laughs> and just how was that journey? Yeah, because we're seeing some of our big clubs are struggling to form women's teams and there have been calls for them also to have women's teams so that to raise the profile of the women's game. I'm not sure if they're struggling. <laughs> I'm not sure. Maybe there's a lack of will. I don't know. They can answer for themselves. But uh, if you were to put me in their office for one hour, it will take me 10 minutes to get them into the Hollywood space. It's possible. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 the most, it's a doable thing, man. It doesn't take days. They can do it now. Now, as we speak, so so I don't, I'm not sure about the struggle part of it, uh, but maybe people plan things differently. Again, you can't criticize uh, or they look at things differently. They've got different plans. You know, they put their own year plans and calendars and whatever. Maybe just now, you know, they're not ready or whatever the case may be. I, I'm, but they're better poised to answer for themselves. But then it took a lot on our part. To be honest, um, it's been work in progress since day one when we started the Sasol League two seasons ago. I mean, venturing into the Sasol League two seasons ago, and uh, our marketing director has been hands-on with that cause. Um, to this point, uh, she she has worked behind the scenes in pinning this whole thing together, and I'm glad and, and proud to say, eventually we realized the dream of again contributing to the advancement of the game amongst our talented women. So will you be using your team? Will be using? Will you mix the players from the other status that you've acquired? Have yeah, you plan that? yeah, yes, that's the plan. Uh, at one hand, and also really sign, hopefully sign some seasoned players. Uh, secondly, and uh, thirdly, of course, uh, tapping on the talent that we've already identified. You saw me watching the under-17 mm. women in KZN. I was not there by mistake, so <laughs> I've got in my, within our mm. database some players that I think they will come and contribute proper. Uh, we also watch the playoffs, so we, you know, we'll. I think we'll put together a very sound team that will bring some nice competition to the mighty Mamilodi Sundowns who have been walking that league. Yeah, now that you said it, I remember seeing you at that engine uh, youth tournament there watching uh, girls football while watching the tournament. Okay, we've got a voice note as we wrap up, but uh, there's a question on social media that's asking if you'd be willing to let your goalkeeper go if there was an offer for him. Bafana, Bafana, goalkeeper. Melo Siptelezi, Bafana, Bafana, goalkeeper. Um, given Msimango, I think you'll agree with me. He has proven to be a defender of international standard. Um, and <clears throat> fortunately, we are that willing club, to be honest. 
because players like those, we mustn't fool ourselves, players like those, um, if they were to get an opportunity of playing for big clubs or bigger clubs, um, it will also help the national team. You know, the, you know. If you look at in other countries, Germany and what you know, they identify players for Bayern Munich and the national team at a very young mm. age. So, melusiptelism, in my view, uh, if we were to wake up tomorrow, play for one of the big three, uh, he will make his way into the national team. Mm. In the calendar year 2022, he has kept the most number of clean sheets than any other goalkeeper. In this season, out of 15 games, he's sitting at nine clean sheets um, and is will be competing with Rowan for the Golden Gloves or whatever it's gonna be, the award is. You know, So that kind of a goalkeeper, if we were to be channeled properly through uh, the big pressure environment at an Orlando Paris at the Kaiser Chiefs or Sundowns or whatever the case may be, definitely it will help our national team. I am for that, for mm. the advancement of our game. Yes, it will be difficult to replace a, a player like that, but then look, we have to be realistic if we are serious about uh, assisting and making a meaningful contribution to the improvement of a game at international level, more especially our national teams. Things like these, <laughs> you know, we'll be left with no choice. We need to play our part. Okay, let's end with this voice note. But thanks for joining us here and uh, just for your insight here and for your honesty, Chairman. A lot of people have welcomed just this conversation and your honesty and a lot of comments that I didn't recognize on social media, but we see all of you. But we need to play this voice note. Hi, Joe from Durban. That will be so well done to TX Galaxy. Excellent for taking the team to training camp and learning experience. Um, this is how you build uh, a, a, a federation that produces a Bafana Bafana that can qualify and win an African Cup of Nations and of course qualify for the World Cup. Morocco can do it, Senegal can do it, uh, we can do it. Okay, hopefully it will inspire others. But thanks, Chairman, for coming and joining us here in studio. Thank you very much, Tabiso. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you to your listeners. And um, I wish everyone a very successful 2023. I think it's going to be a very interesting year. Okay, let's hope you're not fighting a losing battle like so many people have suggested. (laughs) No, 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 no chance, no chance.